Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you. Fort Lauderdale. And it is currently 3.05 in the east and 1.05 in Edmonton. Winners Now is brought to you by our title sponsor for the last six years on this show, Digitex. Hugh Porter and Digitex. Hugh, like many of you, an Oilers fan. Uh, one of Hugh's favorite players, Glenn Anderson, was also a big fan of Grant Fear. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Digitex is your all-in-one convenient location at digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, Mark Spector for the horses and horse race in Alberta, and we'll hear from Brad Lauer. He is the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. They have three home games at Rogers Place. Tickets available at Edmonton Oil Kings to oilkings.ca. Regina tonight, Medicine Hat with Willie Desjardins tomorrow night and Lethbridge on uh, Monday, Peter Adholt's team. All right, off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we're pleased to be joined by Mark Spector. Hello, Speck. How are you? Oh, doing pretty fair. Bob, just uh, sitting in an Uber here on the way home from the rink, just put up my hotel. All right. Well, uh, we're sharing the proverbial party line on today's show. Uh, that's uh, We just had Brian Burke on the show, and uh, as you know, Brian was former... Uh, league disciplinarian and his uh, role before taking on a lengthy NHL executive uh, career. And yeah. uh, Brian is of the belief that he thinks there's some histrionics. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he's surprised by the chatter out there that some individuals think that Zach Cassian should be suspended the rest of the season. Uh, he thinks it's inevitable, obviously, that Cassian gets suspended. But there's people calling for 10 and 20 game suspensions for this incident. Uh, you and me both know the league takes kicking or a skate incident very seriously. Uh, we're looking at a suspension, but what are we looking at term wise here, Spec? Oh, Bobby, the, the one sure way to look like a fool I've learned over the years is to try to predict what the Department of Player Safety is going to do, right? I mean, it's going to be more than five games. How about that? But. You know, I would go back to what you were just talking about. Who are the people that are asking for the end of the season or for 25 games, right? Which which people are those? Are they legitimate hockey people or are they, you know, fans on Twitter? Who are we talking about here? So, well, I mean, in some cases, I mean, look, it doesn't matter what we say. Uh, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group, so I'm going to get, uh, you know, any any. You know, we both know the suspension's coming; it's inevitable. We both know you can't raise a skate up on a player. That's a given, right, Mark? Uh, yeah, oh, I yeah, know that occurred. Sure. You know, you have a little bit more independence on this one, I guess, in terms of this. You know, I, it's it's a bad play. We know it's a bad play, and it's too bad because he's become a real important player on the team. Uh, but the inference we got from Brian is that there's some hockey people, you know, some hockey broadcasters out there. Which markets are those hockey broadcasters in? Are the guys in Calgary and Vancouver competing with the playoffs? But are they saying something? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, 
I, I'm with you. I think it's inevitable he gets at least five, Mark. But it doesn't mean I'm right because you just nailed it. We never know what's going to happen in these situations, do we? No, you never do. And here's what I do know, especially, and, I, and I'll speak uh, to, to guys like you that do broadcasts for teams, Bob. Uh, those guys are always toughest on everyone else's players and not so tough on their own players, right? That we come to know. <laughs> you know, yep. guys are more critical of other teams' players in these situations than their own. Uh, I try to, you know, stay in the middle of the road here if I can. And you know, here's the deal on Zach Cassian. Zach Cassian, and I, I'm writing a piece today. I just had a nice long talk with, uh, actually, with uh, Glenn Gullitson, who, of course, had Zach Cassian in Vancouver for a couple of years right. uh, when he had not turned his life around and he was, you know, uh, his wires have always crossed, Bob, and touched. He's, that's an old hockey term, right? His, his wires have touched over the years a few times. In the old days, it used to happen every two weeks. Uh, this used to be in character for Zach Cassian. A play like we watched last night was something that wouldn't have surprised us one bit from the old Zach Cassian. The Zach Cassian we've had in Edmonton, who's, you know, obviously turned his life around, uh, this is out of character for him. This is not something. You know, the, the old Zach Cassian put that stick out and busted Sam Gagne's jaw for no good reason at all. And it was just a stupid play that Zach Cassian used to do things like that. He hadn't done that here for now for a few years. Like, he's turned his his life around, he's turned his game around, he's figured out how to be a useful hockey player. You know, just as he was on the edge in life of, you know, frankly, his career being over, uh, and he turned that around. He's also turned his game around in terms of, Bob, you'll remember the Zach Cassian that used to take every second game a minor penalty that made you go crazy, right? Yeah. He used to take a minor penalty where you'd go, oh my God, Zach, why are you taking that penalty? That is a stupid penalty. He doesn't play that. He doesn't do that anymore. He's not that player anymore. So this Zach Cassian that a lot of guys around the league are going, oh my God, we got to get him out of the game, and this is a travesty. Yeah, he did a, a stupid thing, and, and it's going to get penalized, and it should be penalized. But this isn't the Zach Cassian we see much anymore. This is a rare occurrence for Zach Cassian, and and I think those of us who watch the Oilers play all the time realize that. Those guys who are in other markets perhaps do not. Well, and again, if he had never had an offense before, uh, often we're looking at, you know, two-game suspensions. For You look at Jeff Skinner. But unfortunately for Zach, he does. Uh, and he's got an incident this year. And some might say he got a bit of a break on that incident. Uh, I think that there could have been a, a call for a hit the other way, which they've tried to legislate as well. We just had a scenario the other night with Zidane Chara. Did you see the Zidane Chara, uh, Brennan Gallagher thing, Mark? Yep, I saw it live. All right. Zidane Chara is lucky that Brendan Gallagher is Brendan Gallagher. He cross-checked him right in the throat. Okay? There are a lot of players that would have turtled and been prone in that situation. Brendan Gallagher is not wired that way, as you would use the word, Mark. And he mm-hmm. responded He responded by going back at Big Z, and they both got coincidental minors. I mean, that was one that... And, and I love Zidane Ochoa. I have as much... Res- and 
And for the record, Mark, I don't like belittling opposition players. The Oilers have missed the playoffs 12 out of the last 13 years. I'm not a guy that likes to crap on Calgary or crap, crap on Vancouver. I want them both in the playoffs. And I have immense respect for Zidane O'Turk. He's lucky. And you know what? To a certain degree, Zach might have been a, lucky, a little bit lucky last night with Cernak, too. If that was another player, there might have been another guy that might have sold that baby even harder. Yeah, sure, that's fair. Like, I think there was, you know, it, it all happened so fast, frankly. No one else on the ice even saw it or knew it happened. Right. You know, and, and Cassian was, I was the guy, I asked him the first two or three questions after the game. He was, I had to tell him that this thing is all over the internet and everyone's talking about it. He's like, really? You know, he didn't, he really honestly had no idea that it was a big deal. Obviously, he knows that now. And as you look at it in slow motion, you know, we've all done it. It doesn't look very good. Um, uh, but in, in the game itself, it was a really innocuous play. It didn't hurt the player. It didn't push, even though Zach Cassian put his skate on Chernak's chest and obviously kicked him, he kicked him in the chest. Didn't move the player one bit. Didn't hurt the player one bit. The player chirped Cassian, Chernak chirped Cassian, you know, quickly and skated away. No, as Dave Tippett said after the game, no one on either bench was talking about it. Like, this was a right. inside-the-game play. I'm not minimizing the play. He kicked the player. He's getting suspended. But it wasn't, you know, people are saying, if he kicked him in the face, he would have killed him. Well, he didn't kick him in the face, and he didn't kill him. He didn't even hurt him a little bit. So he deserves to be suspended. He does. But I think, you know, typically we overreact the the Twitter sphere and the internet overreacts and people want 50 games and uh, I don't think it's going to be that bad Bob. Alright uh, Mark Spector joining us for the horses and horse racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women in the horse racing industry are reminding there's always live racing uh, out at Century Mile. So Speck, uh, switching focus this makes things even more challenging for a sleep de- or a speed speed-deprived team for the Edmonton Oilers. They don't have Connor McDavid, the most electrifying player in the National Hockey League right now. They don't have Joachim Nygaard, very underrated. Uh, you know, you talk to Riley Sheen and Josh Archibald, those guys thought they had something going on that line. Nygaard out with a broken hand. And now, further compounded by the inevitable, at least short-term loss of Zach Cassie. This is going to be a challenge for the Oilers, isn't it? Well, look at the guys that don't have in their lineup. I mean, there's two things here. One... You take out McDavid, Neal, Nygaard, Cassian, Chris Russell. That's five of your 20 starting players, right? If you had your lineup, all those guys play. So you're missing a quarter of your team. (laughs) So, you know, that's a lot of guys. And the other thing is team speed, right? Nygaard and McDavid, the orders are already a little slow to start with when they have everybody. They don't have enough speed throughout their lineup. And you take out McDavid and Nygaard, and this team is a slow team, Bob. It's all, it's all there is to it. And it was evident last night against the Lightning. The Lightning were a far, far quicker team. So part of what Ken Holland has to fix here, and he hasn't had much time. He, he, he got a little bit of work done last summer. He brought in all these guys on his million, on the million-dollar deals, and he did a pretty good job. But what he needs to do now is he'll re-sign. He already re-signed Nygaard. He'll re-sign Archibald. He'll re-sign um, Shane. Maybe a couple others we'll see. But he needs to go out and find a couple more guys who can skate because this team is not quick enough, especially in their bottom six. They need some speed. And, and it's a ch- it's going to be a challenge now, Bob, with Nygaard out, with McDavid out. And who's coming up? I mean, Benson's going to play. He's not a fast player. 
He got recalled. He's okay. yep. Yeah, he's not particularly quick. They don't have any burners down there left, Bob. You know, you know, you call up Josh Curry, he doesn't skate particularly well. You they got one guy left, and they got one guy left that can fly, and he's not ready. And that's Ryan McClub. Ryan McLeod can fly. He's not ready. Sure, and this is not the time. This is not the time. This is what the old orders would do. The old orders would call up Ryan McLeod when he's not ready, when the team is in trouble, and they'd play him, and it would be a recipe to fail. Uh, the new Oilers, I trust, will not do that, Bob. All right. Now, there were a couple positives in last night's game. They, they took a 3-1 loss. The power play, basically, which has won them so many games this year, turned the puck over. Leon Dreisel at the end of the shift. But I want to talk about a couple pauses. I mean, first of all, the Oilers, after the first seven minutes, competed pretty well against a good team. And both teams had star players out and good support players for them. So that's a positive. I'd like to get your thoughts on Kyler Yamamoto and what Mike Smith is bringing to Steve Martin Spectrum. Yeah, I've I, I liked Smith all year. I like his. I like his. You know, he's such a. He's a big. Um, he's a very overt competitor. Like you can see from the top row in the stadium how competitive he is. He is very, very. You know, he, when we interview him, Bob, he. He's uh, he's kind of like Pronger used to be, you know. He takes you on. If he doesn't like a question, man, it's coming back at you faster than you threw it. Uh, he's a leader and a guy who really, really wants to win more than most players. And this Oilers team, let's face it, they've been beaten down over the years. They haven't done much winning. So I think having him in here has been a, mentally and, and, and competitively just a really good signing. And then Dave Tippett had a lot to do with that. And Yamamoto, listen, he's... He's giving you team speed that you dearly need. He's a competitive little SOB. He steals pucks from bigger players. He has no business in stealing. You know, he scores most of his goals from the, the hard, tough areas in front of the net. He's so unafraid. You can't even quantify how unafraid this kid is at five foot eight, 153 pounds. So two good ads. And, I mean, yeah, Mo's going to play for you for a long, long time. I'd say this to you, Bob. Uh, the way things are going right now, I'm bringing Smith back for another year next year, too. Are you? Yep. And we got people that sit there and, you know, oh, he's going to be 38 next season and a save percentage isn't above 9-10. And they're like, you can't bring this guy back. The analytics this, expecting goals that. This guy's a leader on this hockey team, Mark. He matters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. He's a, he's what they need. I Again, if he's not stopping pucks, none of the other stuff matters, okay? Let's make that clear. It's like Lucic. Luch is still a good leader and a veteran guy that the young guys lean on, all that stuff. But you got to be able to play. And we've watched yeah. this Oilers team, Bob, in the last several years, trying to import leadership from other teams. And the Doesn't problem is they kept because oh, you bring in guys who can't play anymore. You know, yeah. Mike Smith can play. If he can play, he can play for me. But none of that other stuff matters if he's not making saves. And the way he's playing right now, man, he's the only reason that won the five-one game last night. Yeah, and they got and Mark. It needs to be stated they got lucky in the first period. You know, Tampa Bay had a couple posts. Sure, Johnson missed a wide open net, but he battled. I mean, it's funny. We got texts, and here's the contrast to texts. Why have you guys not talked about Patrick Maroon 
picking off uh, Smith's uh, stick on the first goal. And then the contrast we get is you guys keep going back and reviewing other incidents to make yourselves feel like Cassian's done absolutely nothing wrong. What he did is wrong and he should suffer the consequences. There's the sort of range of the text. So you have some Oilers fans that sitting there saying that first goal shouldn't have counted. And then you got other Oilers fans saying you guys are giving Cassian a free pass. We're somewhere in the middle. This is sort of like left-wing and right-wing politics, isn't it, Spec? If you're a centrist, <laughs> don't like, you know what? We both think Cassian's getting suspended. It's inevitable, and you can't bring your skate up to a guy. But optically, it might have looked worse than it really was, but it's a bad look of play. Is that a fair? Well, I'm not giving them, I'm not giving them a 25-game suspension. That's all right. I'm not doing. I'm suspending right. the player. I, I'm telling you, Bob, I don't make guesses on Department of Player Safety. Because it's just, especially the longer they're, they're going to go. It could be 10 games. You could get 10 games suspension out of this. could be five games. I don't have a clue what yeah. they're going to do. I do it's not a- think this is one of those historic 25-game suspensions right. you hand out. Not for what he did. No. I mean, what Chris Simon did to Ryan Holweg, that was an ugly play. That I forget a- what that was. What did he do? Well, Holweg belted him from behind, and then Simon turned around and clubbed him in the head. That was, oh, that yeah, was a bad stick. That's right. Yeah. That yeah. was a bad that was a bad play against the guy Holweg that knew how to play right on the edge, right? And yeah. got her got underneath. All right. Uh this texter comes in our Ashley Fine Floors text line and says, Bob, if I was the orders, I'd try to sign a better goaltender than Smith in the offseason. Well, uh, we'll see who's all available and out there. How do you think what's what do you think the split's gonna be in the next two days? Do you think they're gonna come back with Smith or go with uh, Miko uh-huh. tomorrow? Good question. Tippett's really had a good feel for which guy to go to. Uh, I mean, they're both playing one game. I don't know what I do. I probably I want to get Koskinen in the net here. You know, he hasn't played much, eh? No. He's really Smith's really taken over the nets here. So if, if I'm splitting both guys, and I know I'm splitting them, I'm going to give Koskinen Florida. I'm going to give Smith Carolina. But, you know, that's uh, – I feel like this is how I work with coaches, Bob. When they're doing something right, I never second-guess them, <laughs> you know? So don't tell me to second-guess Dave Tippett on his goalies because he is squeezing more goaltending out of this tandem than I thought possible when the season started. He is getting excellent goaltending from two guys who walked in the door as big, fat question marks this year. So whatever Dave Tippett does, I'm betting it's the right thing. How about that? They got uh, – how many games <laughs> they got left, Mark? They got 25 games left, okay? okay. I mean, they're at 30, they're at 30 wins right now. They have to find a way to win 15 of those games. 15 wins gets them to 45 wins, which gets them to at least 96 points. That gets them in the playoffs. So this is going to be a tough two games here coming up. Agreed? Oh, listen, there's a big test here now. Like, they got two more weeks without McDavid, maybe. You know, that's huge. Uh, They're missing Cassian. He's going to probably, he'll miss, I'll bet you, at least two weeks. You know, so now he's done. Uh, They're in a tough spot here, man. This is... This is all hands on deck. They got no one left on the farm to call up, frankly, that's going to help. You know, this is it. The guys they got are the guys that got to start chipping away on that 15 wins you're talking about. And it's it's crunch time right now for this Oilers club, boy. They got to avoid losing like six straight or something. They got to be able to squeeze some loser points out of some games and beat a couple teams here because, you know, Carolina's hard to beat. And uh, they got some road trips here. They got to get after it. Mark, uh, final question comes from a texter on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Jared texts the show and says, Bob, and we'll include Mark in this, can you tell me what has more trade value, our second-round pick or Yessa Pugliarby? 
from Jared. So, Spec, we'll give you the first rip at that. Hmm, that's a really, really good question, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you want I don't me to know. go first? You oh, go okay. first. <laughs> All right. So, so I will say that. I will say this. I believe that Ken Holland believes that the draft next year, um, let's say the order's second-round pick is about 45th overall right now. Yep. I believe that Ken Hollow thinks he can do better than that for Paul Yarby at the uh, at the draft. So I would say that Paul Yarby, who's uh, four, last time I checked, he's fourth in the Finnish league of scoring. I believe that guys look at that size, six foot four, uh, mm-hmm. the skating ability and the potential there, and that not it was a fourth overall pick that he would have more value than a second round pick. That would be my interpretation yeah. of that. Okay, okay. I think that uh, you know what I want to say, Bob. What if he plays the World Championships and, and really shines? Then there's no question, right? Then there's no question. The other side of the coin is, what if they don't take him to the World Championships? Yep. You know? Then, how, do they not t- how do they not take the fourth highest scoring hey, player from their own I, league? I'm not saying that it's not going to happen. This isn't a prediction. This is just a flat-out question. What if the Finnish team says, you know what? No, thanks. That would be a problem. So, uh, you know, I, I look at Yesipoyarvi like like you just described. I kind of like the, like uh, there's, there's holes in the player and, and all those. We've talked this through a million times, Bob. I'm not at all averse if I'm Ken Holland to saying to the player, you know what? I didn't like my trade options out there. I didn't feel like there was a good trade that was good value for my team. Why don't you Why don't you chew on this? If you don't want to play for Edmonton next year, you're going back to Finland. How about that? Mark, I lied to you. Yesterday, uh, the former Oiler, uh, Anton Slepyshev, had his scoring streak, uh, which was long, the long, tied for the longest scoring uh, streak in CSKA Seska, as they're known as the top team yeah. in uh, the Russian League. He had his 14 game points. Yeah, he had his 14-point game streak come to an end. There is a belief that the Russians are going to install a cap in the uh, KHL. Um, and uh, Slapashev is big. He can skate, uh, different coats, uh, can do some different things. Would you have? Would you look at him as potentially bringing him back on a one-year deal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a free player, right? He's a free player, so for sure you look at him. Absolutely. he got good size, shoots the puck. Well, we know what he is. And he could probably be a better player than he was when he was here. He's very young still, Bob. Isn't he 25? He's still just 25 years of age. There's another prospect out there, Konstantin uh, Okolov, who is uh, – Who's got all the Russian guys? I mentioned them on yesterday's show. Uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I know. The Russian. It's um, teenage in he's New got, York. He's got Kucherov. Uh, he'll come to me in a second. Milstein. Anyways. Yeah, Danny, Danny Milstein has him. Yeah. We'll wait and see what happens. Because Oklahoma's gotten a lot of teams interested in him as well. It'll be very intriguing to see what happens there. Mark, what if, uh, you, what if, you, what if you dig into Slepashev and get him over here? And what if you say, like I say, what if you brought Slepashev and Pugliarvi back. Do you not two have two great wingers that can both play in the league right now? Yeah, both skate, who both have size, and both can shoot the puck. Why wouldn't you bring them both back? The, the difference is you, you've also got Archibald, we know, is likely to get re-signed here, probably on a two-year sure. deal. You got Cassian now signed on a four-year deal. You got okay. Yamamoto. You're not taking him out of your top six. And you got Chase on. That's all. Okay. Now, uh, Slepyshev can play the left side. That's the one thing about him. So, so can Archibald. And so can Archibald. So there you go. Hey, Mark, we got a split. Thanks for doing this. All right, Bobby. See you tomorrow at the rink. 
Yeah, that's 127 in Edmonton. That is Mark Spector for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta. You already know cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, so make sure you go down and see Uncle Milt, Johnny, Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. They're an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner, soon to get a ninth President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They're blown out to 29 F-150s. They don't pressure you. They're not a high-sales, intense team. They come down, they make you feel welcome, and they're taking 20K off select models of their 2019 F-150s. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Call them at one 877 or visit BrentRidge.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.